Welcome to the Sport Codex Show, episode 101. Uh, the boys have just wrapped up uh, the wrestling pod. Uh, they <laughs> seem to never read, but, but they made it through and, and managed to watch some NBA on the way. So we've got a big NBA playoff first round preview going on tonight. Uh, welcome in, Twain. It's been a little while since I've been on the pod with you. How, how's it going? Yeah, good road. I think WrestleMania just finished this, so I should just be finished. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It was that fucking long. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> uh, you boys had a really good podcast. Of it. Yeah, just well informed, and Matt seemed to really get into it for his first podcast too. Welcome, mm. Wallace, on the wrestling front, and um, yeah, I was listening to it, and yeah, I knew none of the moves and what you got <laughs> So, yeah, I did that one. Aiden, how's things work? Yeah, good, good. I've uh, I've recovered from my my sadness on uh, on Friday. Uh, my mm. is once again shitting the bed in the plan. Um, I've uh, I've moved on now. So, so are you yeah, still I'm a fan right. of playing or nah? Yeah, no, no, absolutely, hundred uh, percent. I'm not a fan of my team being shit in them, but <laughs> I am a fan of the play. The only good thing about the play, well, no, one good thing about the play is that the stats don't count for anything. So, like. All those bad games just go into the void. It's all good. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I am a fan of the play. Like this is something that's been brought up quite a bit. Um, I think the only thing there should be like a a buffer game. Like so, if you're ahead of the net, so let's say the seven seed, like for example, Minnesota and, and LA Clippers this year, Minnesota were like six or seven games above five hundred. And I believe the Clippers finished below 500. If you're so many games ahead, that should eliminate that play. And so 10 seed drops off. Mm. Yeah. And 7 seed locks in automatically. And then 8 and 9 play. And that's it. Um, mm. I think Minnesota were, were um, you know, a bit far. hard done by. Although it, it worked out for them in the end. But, you know, it was when you're that far ahead, I think there should be a cutoff. But other than that, I do I do really like the plan. Mm. Uh, Minnesota I mean, the, were... The, the Minnesota Clippers game was, mm. was was great. Yeah, 100%. Um, mm. Pelicans were 36 and 46, and Minnesota were yeah. 46. And, yeah, so it's 10 gap, gap, man. Like, you're right. Yeah. You know, if that happens, just, yeah, just get them in already. Yeah, yeah. Lock in the seventh seed and drop mm. off the 10th, and then just mm. have eight play nine, one game. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, they so they do that. In baseball, they do that, eh? They do the game 163, it's, and if the Yep, game, game 163. It's just yeah. that it's basically an extra regular game if you yeah. finish on a tie. Mm. And they just play that way. And then, yeah, and then when it goes through. Yeah, maybe you have to win 40 games at least to qualify. Something like that. That can eliminate it yeah. another way. There's different ways you could do it. Just to mm. say, if, you had, if you're that shit, you shouldn't make it. Yeah. Like yeah. 36 and 46. You Boom. don't really deserve it, to be honest. That, yeah, but also, like, if you've played so well throughout the season that you're 10 games above 500 or whatever, mm. and then you have, Locker. like, let's say, well, let's say, like, Cat got COVID. Well, Cat wasn't a big... Let's say Anthony Edwards got COVID, mm. like, right before the playing game, and then the Timberwolves lose their two playing games. They're getting punished yeah. for having a good season to put something yeah. out of their control. Mm. Yeah, it's so, good it's fun. Yeah. It's funny, um, the, I guess you just brought up the play and stuff because I think you guys remember it was a 07, 08, and there was like from in the West, it was like from seed one to seed eight, every single team had 50 wins. And I think that the ninth seed, the Warriors, had like 48 or 49. Like, imagine if it was just like the play was that fucking intense, say, eh? like, 
Like, yeah, would have been, it would have been massive. Yeah, I think even not too long ago too was it fourteen fifteen in the West, and I think Phoenix mm. missed out and they had won like forty eight games. Forty eight games, yeah, something. So I think that was the Dragic, Isaiah Thomas, yeah, um, and Bledsoe, Bledsoe combo, yeah, the free guard thing they did. Yeah, I'm sure it was about yeah six seven years ago. Mm. Yeah, before it made it to Boston, and um, yeah, that team missed out. <laughs> Well, we could just like you know elect the conferences and do open seating, <laughs> you know, like just you know yep. one one to sixteen or one to whatever it is, yeah, one to sixteen now. Get rid of all that. Yeah, I mean you easily can, man. You mm. really could, but there's some traditions in the NBA that, but the NBA likes trying things. But there's something there like an eighty-two regular season. You know, 82 game regular season is just one of those things that is, seems to be stuck in place, but you never mm. know. Yeah. yeah, so the play in games, Pelicans come through into eighth spot and yeah, eliminating the Clippers. And in the East, uh, the Hawks come through. So get into the eighth spot. Um, yeah, Charlotte bows out, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, we're going to go over all the series for the first round. Um, each each series has one game in the books, and then we'll, yeah, we'll make a bit of a prediction on each one. So we'll start in the East. Uh, number oh, one. Sorry, before, oh, you, sorry. before you jump in there, can I just real quickly, I wanted to, because uh, originally we were going to do this pod on Thursday last week or Friday last, Thursday last week, um, and there was something that was that bugged me that happened in the Clippers-Timberwolves game. And so, do you? Pat Bear. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, well, it actually devolved Pat Bev. So, Pat Bev and Marcus Morris had a little bit of a tussle, and they both got technical foul, double double technicals. Ah, yes, yes. And then the ref realized Marcus Morris already had a technical, meaning he would have got ejected and rescinded his technical, but not Pat Bev's. Yeah, pretty. Like it shouldn't that. matter who it was. If you like, either don't be so trigger happy. And call a double technical in the first place. But uh, it was just some bullshit. Like it wasn't worth a technical. Mm. Um, but my my thing is they called a double, they called a double technical. So it is what it is. Like you know, if he's got a technical already, tough shit. Like if you're gonna call it, you got to stick by it. You can't just go, oh nah, change my mind. Like if that was Zubats who didn't have a technical, would they have left it? Like would they have rescinded it then? No, they wouldn't have. Like it, it's just yeah, a real bullshit thing. Like. Oh, we don't want the Clippers to be at a disadvantage. We better not fucking send off Marcus Morris. Yeah, big city bias. Yeah, big city bias. Especially like Marcus was... Morris, man. Don't give Marcus yeah. Morris a leaf like. Yeah, fuck Marcus oh, Morris. Mm. But like, it was just—it was so latent, like, and I don't understand why there's no blowback on it. Yeah, you don't, like, I haven't seen it come up much at all. No, no, no. I, I saw it mentioned briefly on on Twitter that night and that was it everyone moved on and it's like this ref literally just changed the rules to benefit one team yeah it's like and no one's fucking talking about it's weird but the clippers can like yeah marcus morris can go celebrate his one less tick in cancun fucking (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of the victory by the t wolves too um a lot of people giving them shit like pepe won the championship all that sort of thing it was good just Mm. it was it was good to see like, I like J.J. Reddick's response on there mm. was just fucking mm. spot on the money. Like, yeah, you know, like, a, this is 
the worst winning team of the last 30 years. Like, <laughs> I know, like, there's stats out there, like, Tim Duncan's won, like, 300 more games in the whole fucking franchise. Like, it's, let them celebrate, man. Like, they, yeah, they say, oh, these players don't care. They're all friends and buddy buds, and mm. they, will, they will just, you know, having a laugh about shit, and then, oh, they celebrate a win, and they got mm. all the shit. You know, it, some of it was funny, but then it just, you know, everyone jumped on the bandwagon. Oh, let's all make fun of it. So it was nice to see. Um a bit of comeback on that too. What did what did you guys think? Well, do you know what's cool? Like, I'm always on guys like celebrating victories or whatever. I I never understood why they were getting clowned the next day for it. Like, yeah, okay, it wasn't for the fucking NBA championship, but like, what those guys are building in Minnesota is gonna. They're trying to build a culture. They're trying to change all the perception mm. around that franchise. Like their franchise has been, like you said, Kyle, like it's been known for losing and, you know, terrible draft picks and all that sort of garbage that's been going on the last, you know, 30 years or so. But like, if they're, if they're genuinely happy about what they achieved, then let them be like in society, we always say like, oh, you know, we don't, you know, we don't want our players to be robots or, you know, whatever. And then when they show some emotion, it's like, oh yeah, uh, don't celebrate that. Like don't don't pick and choose like if these guys if these athletes are human they're human just like us like they want to win and celebrate their win let them be like fuck it's it's just just let them be man like i didn't have a problem with what he was doing at all yeah same man and mm. like and you guys know i'm a big pat bear fan like probably mm. one of the only ones out there but <laughs> I like he him. makes He's he right. makes He's a right. difference man like you look at the different like you like you can you can say all these other things but you know, when he played on the Clippers, they won games. Yeah. When he didn't play, they lost games. And he's yeah. gone to the Timberwolves. So, you know, and obviously the Memphis in the first game, but he makes 100%, a difference. 100%. And he obviously felt a way about it, but given that it was the Clippers, you know what I mean? Like he had that yeah. semi, semi run with them where they, you know, pushed the Golden State, you know, that one year and they were just playing hard when Doc was coaching them. And like he probably felt like that he was you know, one of the key reasons why Kawhi and Paul George got there. And once they got there, they sort of just discarded them. You know what I mean? Like it was, he probably felt a certain way about it and he was just happy. Like, of course, like when you're going to try and beat your former employer or your former team, when you play them again, that's just natural human nature. Yeah. Yeah. And it's quite a coincidental too. He got traded to Memphis Mm. and then Memphis uh, waived them. Waived them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty sure they waived or was it a salary? Oh, true. Yes. So it was salary time. Hernan Gomez or something. Yeah, Wancho, Hernan Gomez, and Josh Kogi. Josh, no, Kogi's still on the team. Not a Kogi, not a Kogi. He's the other one. Culver. Jared Culver. Jared yeah, Culver. I always get those two mixed up. Yeah, so we'll we'll get into the main first Minnesota series soon, anyway. But yeah, it was it was good to see um good to see a bit of bit of the other way, the bit of positive positivity coming rather than mm. you know. Yeah, clowning on, clowning on them. Um, right. Well, let's get into the playoffs series. First round, we'll start in the East. Number one seed, the Miami Heat, took on the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Miami dominated the game really, pretty much. Uh, One hundred fifteen ninety-one in Miami. What were the big, what were the big takeaways, Twain, for you out of this game? Miami's defense, like. Mm-hmm. They what they were doing to Trey, like they made Trey, like Trey was coming off that massive game in the um, play-in, and they 
made him they just kept targeting him like especially on offense as well getting him in that pick and roll with jimmy and you know yeah and the duncan robinson just making him trying to you know figure out what to do and then yeah and then just offense just harassing him just like i think he was like one for 12 today like it was it was really yeah just shocking like it just couldn't get anything going threes yeah Mm. oh for seven from three oh for seven yeah and like for the life of me i don't don't understand why like i like danilo delonari like he's fine and he was probably one of the better players playing today but like at this point man like you can't be playing him in a playoff series against miami like surely you'd go to you know if john collins choose john collins did play today he was one of the only few guys that got a positive plus minus like if he's ready to play well wouldn't you just start him rather than the galinari it just felt like every time i saw miami come down they were like yep there's trey there's danilo pick and roll pick your poison you know what i mean like it was it was too easy yeah. for them and they missed capella too mm, yes but i mean non is good i like a Kongu. but mm. they, yeah miami's defense just flustered them like they like their passing game was just shit. They just ball stopped it way too much, mm. and, and Bogdanovich had a shit game too. Like, yeah, like probably the standouts for me are DeAndre Hunter. Uh, he yeah. he had some shots, good on defense, but yeah, Miami just flustered them. They're like, oh man, these guys are on another level, and mm. Duncan Robinson just <laughs> exploded. He, yeah, and he was hitting like double teams on him basically on the perimeter. Yeah. He was just in that mode, and it was good to see because he's he had a bit of a down year really when it comes to his shooting. So mm. that he he was just he just went off, um, especially in that second half. It's funny that you brought up the um, passing thing. So Atlanta had 16 total assists, which with Trey Young as your point guard, like fuck, that's a really low mm-hmm. number to have. Most assists this year, this regular season. Yeah, yeah. And you flip it over to Miami, they had 35. Like they were moving, their ball was moving. Yeah, almost double or over double, actually. Yeah, just moving the ball around. And yeah, I I don't know. But I was going to say, too, like, like, I feel like they got kind of fucked in terms of the scheduling. Like, I know the premier matchup was Brooklyn and Celtics. They should get the the ESPN matchup in the time slot. But like, them coming off a playing game and you basically getting fuck, maybe just over a day for rest, then having to play the number one seed Miami. I just it would have been better for them to get that second slot rather than the first slot. Like Brooklyn and Boston should have got that first slot because they had obviously had the longer rest. But I think that played a factor into their into their play today because they looked tired when I was watching them. Yeah, maybe, but maybe it was a good thing. You know, you don't want to have too much rest time in Miami. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's not a very good. <laughs> yeah, but I know what you mean. Like, I, mm. I, I played two playing games and then straight yeah. into this. Was straight into it. Yeah, it's a very good team. Yeah, it, it's a tough ask. When PJ Tucker's hitting his corner shots, uh, Jimmy Butler just was making the right decisions. Mm. And what I liked Bam too, even though he only hit one shot, he his decision making was really on point. Like. All of them, really. Like, even, yeah. yeah, same with Hero, like, 3 of 11, but just making the right plays. Yeah. So, they're going to be really tough. I oh, I won't say my prediction yet, but to Aiden, what, what are your thoughts on? Yeah, I think you guys uh, pretty much covered everything. Just, um, 
the defense is on another level, and this this is why they went after Kyle Lowry, mm. uh, so they could do this sort of shit in the playoffs. And it also shows just how good of a coach Spolster is as well. Yeah, like he he had Trey Young locked up out the gate, and um, yeah, just just a, like a masterclass of of defense from what I saw. Um, funnily enough, Kevin Knox outscored Trey Young in this game. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's insane um yeah i mean obviously the hawks are gonna miss capella uh okongwu is is good but he's still very young um and was he playing much in the playoffs last year i can't remember because no. i know he Spot wasn't minutes. really playing was he yeah, yeah capella yeah. capella yeah. was dominating it so this is his first sort of like real foray into the playoffs and it, mm. the playoffs is a different beast so mm. You know, he it's yeah chucked in the deep end for him really, yeah. Because um, they don't really have another another big. They got Gorgi Ding, but you know, not much of a difference. I like him, but it's much of a difference, mate. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy that John Collins only got twenty twenty two minutes when yeah, mm. like you first said, game back. Yeah, 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 I guess, I guess. But like, what it's he the got playoffs, to man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playoffs, you got to play them. If he, if he, yeah, like if he's been given clearance, you got to play him. Yeah, it's a bit different with Steph and the Warriors um, because the Warriors have all that depth, whereas the Hawks are at a you know they're at a disadvantage because Capella's gone. So like you just got to chuck Collins in there. Yeah, hundred percent. Plus he was the only um, him and oh, a few other guys. Uh, he was only the one only guy that played over twenty minutes that got a plus a or minus positive plus uh, positive, minus. Yeah, yeah. So yeah the rest were obviously garbage the, time guys. Yeah, so obviously he was doing some good things when he was on the court. So. Um, I I would start him straight away. Like just if it's a playoff series, you've got nothing to lose. Just play him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's got to be straight back in his starting lineup next game mm. for sure. Yeah. But Gallo, Gallo was just too many, too much guys standing around watching him go to work. Yeah. Well, in the series last year against us, when they beat them, Gallo was best coming off the bench as a second unit. That was his best spot because he's torching the Sixers against their second unit guys. So yeah. if he can get, if they can sort of do the same sort of thing again with him, you know, get him up against, you know, your Omir Yurt Sevens and your Dwayne Deadman type guys, like he should have success. But obviously they've got, you know, got to figure out a few things before they do that. Yep, for sure. Um, series predictions, Dwayne. What I saw today, and just given <laughs> the lack of, lack of depth up front for Atlanta, uh, I'll be surprised if this goes five. I reckon it's yeah. sweet. Yep, get the broom mm. out for me too. My yeah. new, like if they play anything, like even if they start missing a few more shots, I think that's yeah. Like Duncan Duncan Robinson's not going to shoot at every game, but the thing Tyler is, Hero like, will shoot better. Yeah, Tyler Hero will shoot better. Kyle Lowry Max will Struce. shoot more. Bam, yeah. Bam will shoot more. Struce shoot better. Mm-hmm. Like you know, uh, uh, Gabe Vincent was two of seven from three. So like you can say, oh, it was only a game because. Uh, it was only a blowout because Duncan Robinson was was uh, in fuego, but you know, like it doesn't matter. Someone else is going to step up. You can't say you only lost because of that. So mm. yeah, but uh, is is there a timetable for Capella? Is he done for the playoffs? Um, I think I read they were trying to push him back for game three ish, that type okay. of thing. But uh, I what I saw when he got hurt, it doesn't. That's yeah, like best yeah. case scenario. Yeah, oh, I'm I'm going sweep as well. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't even even if, he, it if it's yeah fifty fifty yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, if Miami's up two nil, then 
and and it's yeah like a risk to bring Capella back. Just it's a wrap. Yeah, just ride it out. Because Miami didn't even get to the line, and like even Jimmy got there the most. Of him. He like he shot two from seven. Yeah, on the line, like he he was too better than that. Like Lowry will get to the line a bit more. Um, you know they just will. Hero definitely will too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think it's all over for them. Uh, we'll go to a much, much closer game in the 2v7 matchup. Celtics and Nets, everyone's yeah, everyone's talking about this one, and they <laughs> were, were before the playoffs started too. Like, this is going to be the matchup of the first round, and man, it, it delivered. Um, Tatum getting the spin and layup within yeah, the last half a second, and uh, yeah, sealing the, sealing the victory, 115-114. Hayden, man, what a... What a game. Mm. It delivered. And if the series is going to be like this, like it's going to go down yeah. to the wire. So yeah, yeah, absolutely delivered. Um yeah, great game from from Kyrie, uh, despite all the I think I think the crowd probably motivated him to play better. Um because he Kyrie has moments where he can get quite complacent, I find. Um mm. so having having a crowd constantly jeering him wouldn't have let him get complacent. He would have been locked in the whole time. Uh, the the thing I worry about with with Brooklyn is the depth. Um, they sort they only went uh, well eight basically eight, but um, they had one guy play a couple of Kisley. Kisley is yeah yeah. Uh, but yeah, the you know if if they get an injury or someone gets really cold or gets in foul trouble, uh, like Blake Griffin hasn't played in how long. And they got two rookies, Sharp and Thomas, and then Aldridge is, you know, who knows what sort of shape he's in. So I, I do worry about their depth. Um, that where uh, the the Celtics only went eight as well. They went full on mm. their starters. Uh, but the Celtics just looked like even though Kyrie went off, and you know they only Brooklyn only lost by one and while Durant had a bad game. Well, you know, for his standards, uh, Bro- uh, Boston looked. A lot better. Uh, the defense was locked in. Uh, they were playing great defense um, and passing too. The the in, earlier in the season when they were struggling, there was a lot of ball stopping, uh, particularly Tatum and Brown. Uh, Marcus Smart would take some stupid shots as well, but this one they were always making the right pass, um, like making the extra pass and Smart. Like no one's giving any credit for. Smart's pass at that on that last play. Yeah, mm. it was a it was a perfect pass, and normally uh, Marcus Smart would have shot that. Yeah, so, well, yeah. as you saw, um, two defenders both jump. Mm. <laughs> yeah, just faked it and yeah, dribbled in and then hit the pass to Tatum. So yeah, he's he's really developed as a passer this this season. Do you think? Do you think though? That was sort of just because the Celtics beat them by one point. Do you, do you think though, if say if the Celtics lose a guy here too, their depth is pretty short too? I think. Yeah, mm. I was gonna say that because, like you said, Aiden, they played three as well, but it was basically two guys they played. It was Derek White and Grant Williams. They had mm. twenty minutes ish each, and Peyton Pritchard only played like eight minutes or something. So, like if they lose another guy, especially in the front court. Shit, man. Like, Al Horford played 42 minutes. Like, 
Al Horford shouldn't be playing 42 minutes, even though he had a great game. He was good, like, too. He, he was, was really, really good. good today. He was fantastic mm. on defense. His defense, defense. was yeah. awesome. Yeah. 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 Him and Tice. Like, I thought Tice had a really mm. good the yeah. game on the defensive end as well. But, like, that kind of sustainability is not going to last. And Kevin Durant's not going to shoot 9 or 24 again. You know, you know, Kevin Durant's going to come back and um, have a, you know, relatively good game as well. So, yeah, if they lose someone else as well, uh, fuck, it's going to be tough. But I just saw it today. Like, I don't know if you guys agree or not, but Drummond looked almost unplayable. Like, mm. it looked yeah. really bad. Like, they, again, the, you know, sort of what Miami were doing against, you know, on the Hawks against Gallinari, they were just, you know, targeting him on pick and roll and say, yep, come to me. We'll get you into a role. You decide whether to switch or not. Like, they were just targeting constantly. Yep, I'll be doing the same. That's why they gave mm. Claxton ended up playing a lot of minutes and mm. obviously was the better fit for this game. It's a pity his three-throw shooting so bad because he missed a couple of crucial ones there too. Um, mm. I think it was about three or four minutes ago. Yeah, but if he can if he can nail some from the line, I think Claxton's the guy to go here. Mm. Um, they're very similar. Like to me, it's they're very similar. Um, obviously, though, the defense from Boston should be a lot better. Mm. I mean, but the the lineups, the physicality is similar to me. Mm. Like, it's just yeah, like Tatum's got to match Durant, and like you got to get Brown, like a, a combination of Brown and Smart, and those do some match what Kyrie's doing to me, but. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to go down to the wire still, I think, here. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if one of the big guns go out for for the Nets, they're fucked mm. if Kyrie or Durant goes out. But it shows you even on that, like, they were doubling Durant and Kyrie, and there's still nothing you can really do. Like, Kyrie, mm. like, there's nothing you can do. If he's, like, you can just tell he was locked in, and he, he was just nailing some tough shots. It's just so hard to stop, man. Um, can we um can we just touch yeah. on the Kyrie shit? Like yeah, man. It, I find it very very tiresome. Like his whole and I the Boston hate me and like they did the you know I don't know why mm. they did this. It's like you were the one that <laughs> basically gave up on them in a Boston in the playoff series. You're the one that I don't know if you guys remember when they played Milwaukee. He caught a switch onto Giannis, and he was trying to guard Giannis one on one. Like, yeah, yeah, stupid. I remember that. I remember he was that. Doing, doing stupid shit towards the end. You're the one that said, "I will stay if you have me." And then the mm-hmm. first chance you get, you're gone. Like, there's a like, I I hate Boston fans as much as the next person, obviously, but like, there's a <laughs> legitimate reason why they dislike you. It wasn't. It's not just a one way street where you played bad and they forced you out. They, see, you did some things as well, my guy. <laughs> he just he forgets all that man like yeah, it's in the past it's, man. yeah it's just uh, um yeah yeah and also so he uh before the game or before the series he said you know like it's been three years i'm in brooklyn let's all move on blah 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 and then like he's like flipping fans off and shit and like they're booing but you know they're allowed to boo i th- i think in playoff basketball you they should boo mm. it's like you know that's all. That's all part of it. If if someone said some racist shit, or you know, like if he was playing in Utah, because yeah. Utah's fans are all racist, um, <laughs> then then I would I would get it. But they were just booing him. You know, like I think one person called him a pussy. But like I bet you he gets called worse than that on the court. Mm. Imagine if he played against Gary Payton or Kevin Garnett. <laughs> yes. 
you know. So yeah. like, you can't you can't say let's move on and then flip off fans and and play the victim and shit. Like, mm. do one or the other. Like, either embrace the villain role, like Trey Young, or actually move on by ignoring the fans. Like, if you ignore them, then the you know the only reason he got the reactions he did is because he's like flipping them off. And there's a clip of him after the game. Uh, someone said, Kyrie, you suck. And he said, suck my dick, bitch. Like <laughs> he's obviously, like, they're obviously he's in his head. They all, they, yeah. They've got some space in his head. though. He just needs to fucking just, you know, practice what he preaches and mm. like move on. Cause it sounds like yeah. he, it feels like to me, he's not practicing what he preaches. He's the one that keeps bringing it back up. All the time. Yeah. He's the Kanye of the NBA. He's he's like a savant, but you just get all this rubbish mixed in too. But when he's on form, he's on form. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I like it. I like different characters in the NBA, even though they, you know, do some real dick moves. To me, yeah, I mean, you guys, you bring out some valid points. I mean, come on, man. It's, he, he just lives in his own little world. Like <laughs> He's in his own metaverse, man. He's, <laughs> he's, he just yeah, lives just... there by himself. <laughs> Yeah, like you're not special, man. Like fans boo opposition players. It's it's been happening in sports ever since time began. Like the, yeah. the uh, Memphis fans were booing Pat Bev, and he never played a game for them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> traded there and traded away within a day. Yeah. yeah. Um, just quickly, I wanted to touch on um as well, um the play of Goran Dragic. He was really good there, like off the bench for them. Like if they can get that from him constantly. Like, they'll be good because they're towards the back end of the season, man. There were some games I watched that he looked fucking, he looked washed, man. Like, he couldn't mm. get past yeah. his guy anymore and stuff. But today he looked really good. You know, the Boston killer bringing it back out again for the playoffs, it looks like. And there's a certain someone that apparently might be ready by game three and four. Yeah. That could be that could be a swing factor as well. That could help, you know, on That's their exactly defense. Exactly who they need. Yeah. That's exactly who they need, man. I'm the guard I'm, heavy. I'm gonna bet that he doesn't play. Mm. I, I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Backs are funny, eh? Like one yeah. day it feels fine, and then next couple of weeks it feels like shit. So yeah, I'm I'm not saying he was gonna play or not, but mm. like if they do get him back, mm. especially oh, it's that, a it's absolute it's, difference maker. Yeah, but D- depending on what kind of form, then like he might mm. be rough as shit. Mm. You know, but. Like and what a what a time to you know oh you haven't played in a year like here get the rust off yeah you know, yeah it's, it's just a just it's a big tough. playoff series mm. but if you swap them in their Drummond role like fuck or even the Bruce Brown role yeah you know? well I think he Bruce Brown's been hitting his corner threes Very, and stuff he, he's been yeah. shooting a lot better than what people yeah sort of I, I think I I think you can play him as the uh the five yeah the, the five backup yeah. five I'd I'd start Claxton. And bring Simmons off the bench just for, yeah. or bring him in just for specific matchups or whatever. Like chuck him on Tatum or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, he's definitely a difference maker. I, I just have a my gut feeling is that he doesn't end up. Mm. He'll just save it for next season, so he can he can work on everything in the off season. But I don't, yeah, he might prove me wrong. Um, also, going back to Dragic, he must have got revitalized when he grabbed Garland's in the playing game. <laughs> Did you guys see that? Yeah, no, I didn't see that. So Garland was driving past him, and he full on grabbed it like handful of hog, and then they called a foul, and he starts complaining to the ref. And like the replay shows, that's a flagrant. Yeah, they, they. I think they actually did call a flagrant. 
Yeah, flagrant one. Yeah, the the one where you don't get a jet. They said it was an inverted, but it, look, it, he he aimed there. Well, oh, the, you know, the, the Euros and Darius Garland yeah, yeah. must I have mean, the fountain of youth down at It's Campazzo's <laughs> idol because Campazzo <laughs> could stab someone and then complain to the ref. <laughs> hey, Campazzo is South American, remember? He's out here. He's, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. he's a made man. Still that style. Though. It's funny because Argentina, like obviously South America, but their style of play is very Euro. Mm. Yeah, it's like, it's like um, glorified Euro style. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. Like Ginobili's always gets classed as a Euro. Yeah, yeah. 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 Scholar as well, Luis Scholar. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite funny. But yeah. Mm. Just quickly, um, I think I think both these teams, their strengths sort of are taken away from each other. Like, yeah. The Boston switching defense is taken away by guys like Durant and Irving. It doesn't really matter to them. Mm. And then, um. The net strength being just the the guard shooting, I think, for me, like like apart from Irving and Durant, like that's that's the main one, right? But so what's sort of the overall thing is the shooting and I think Boston's ability to like that that's sort of both the strength and weakness mm. is mm. there that switching perimeter heavy defense. But yeah, and Horford just being able to play out on the perimeter too and just as smarts is such a key. Um yeah, some predictions, Aiden. I'll go to you first on this one. What do you think? Uh, I think it's going seven either way. Um, and I, I'm going to go with my gut in that Ben Simmons doesn't come back, which means I'm going to go with my gut in that I think Boston gets through. As a team, they just looked more impressive, I think, as, like as a team. Yeah. Um. You know, but uh, like it, it's hard to bet against you know fucking Kevin Durant and his Kyrie, especially when he's playing like that. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just Boston looked better. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Fine. Um, despite you know how like in you know put it, Boston did play well today. Like they they pretty much not perfect, but like they were pretty good on all facets of the game. But yet they only just won by one point. Um, I always, I think it's going seven two, and I've always leaned back to the old saying: if it goes seven, game seven, who is your, who's the best player on the court? And I feel like that's Kevin Durant, obviously. So I think Brooklyn will get through because I just feel like there's going to be a couple of games in the series where he just does Kevin Durant things, and they can't do anything with him, um, and he bails them out, just like in the Milwaukee series last year, you know round two series against the Bucks, like, you know, if he can just reach that kind of level again, like, I, I just feel he's the best player on either squad and he should be enough. But it's it's needle on the haystack. You you pick one or pick the other. It's it's hard to pick because they match up so well, like you mentioned, Kyle. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, it's so close. I'm going to lean Brooklyn too, just mm. because I think Boston almost needed to not play their heart out, but as Aiden, you said, you know, they they cohesed well on both ends of the court. Mm. They really wanted that game. And yeah, as you said, they had to win in the last second shot. So I'm going, yeah, I'm going Brooklyn in mm. six or seven. And plus Bruce, it's gonna Brown, be a, a, you know, Bruce Brown, my guy for 50. It's going to be an absolute hog of a series, man. Like it's just going to, it's going to be tough on whoever comes out. 
and plays Milwaukee in the next round, like you know, it's just gonna it's gonna be so taxing on whoever wants. Yeah, they're gonna be battle hardened for sure. Mm. Well, speaking of Milwaukee, they're up next versus the Bulls. I really enjoyed this game actually. Um, some good defense from Chicago, especially from the guy that the Lakers didn't want, Alex Caruso. Man, just being a pest, man. He was awesome today. Um, really turned things around for them in the third quarter, and they got back in the game. So yeah, the Bulls gave the Bucks a scare, I think. But you know, you know that guy, Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> he is just a beast, and he still doesn't seem to be in top gear. Me, either. yeah. So Milwaukee, I think. Got a bit of a scare from Chicago here. Vooch played really well. He just missed some shots. Like, the decision-making in their defense really impressed me. I didn't think the Bulls would actually be that good. But they just missed some shots. And Levine had a couple of sort of brain fart shots. Like, they weren't weren't the best. But, you know, hey, Levine's first playoff game. Is he must have got a, got a bit nervy there. But, um, yeah, I'd say the Bulls give the Bucks a bit of a run. But... The Bucks are, I think, the clear better team here. Um, Twain, mm. what yeah. do you see out of this one? I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. Uh, I, if you told me before the game that Demar, Nikosovic, and Levine would shoot 25 out of 71 and only lose by seven points, I would have told you you're out of your mind because that's what those guys shot. Like They were pretty bad in terms of their shot making today but mm. um that's not gonna last obviously because those three are you know really good guys as well but um yeah i think again going back to what i was saying with brooklyn and boston series if you have the clear best guy on the court on one team i always tend to lean towards that person and plus they're the defending champs as well so yeah i think maybe not a sweep but maybe like something sweet maybe like a 4-1 sort of thing i'm thinking um aiden thoughts on the game yeah, so like everyone talking about how the the Bulls' big three shot poorly, which they did, um, but also Giannis only played thirty three minutes. Um, Drew and Chris both shot poorly as well. So I I think even though it was it was close, I think a lot of that is um, because the Bucks sort of I guess took their foot off the pedal a little bit uh, mm. rather than rather than. Um, the Bulls actually being this close to them. Like, I saw some people saying, like, the Bulls, you know, they're, they're right in it because those three shot poorly and they only lost by eight or whatever it was. But yeah. I, I don't I don't see that. Um, Caruso was great. Uh, I, I love Caruso. Uh, there's also there's another guy that the Lakers want, which is DeRozan. Now, he's got – he's still got this uh, reputation of, of being a choker in the playoffs. What were they – the people were calling him DeMar the Frozen? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so he, I think he's going to have to have a couple of massive games to sort of shake that. Um, yeah, but I, I think, I, like, I'm leaning sweep, but I do think there'll be one game where those three will all click, and mm. and, um, and and the the Bucks won't quite have it going. So yeah, I'll, I'll say gentlemen sweep as well. Mm. Uh, also, just real quick, like Vucevic shot 27 times. Like, that's that's crazy. Yeah, well, that's... yeah, 10, 10, 10, 10 threes, and he yeah. missed a lot of um, tap-ins, too. Off and bunnies, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, 27 shots. That's a lot, man. That's uh, a lot. I just really want to uh, 
quickly, Kobe White played really well off the bench. Yeah, he did. Mm. Yeah, he played yeah, really well. I think he was. Oh no, mm. I was going to say he was the only one to score off the bench, but uh, old Cheetah McCheetah face Tristan Thompson had two points. <laughs> <laughs> the the Bulls really like Patty Williams. You know, he's only just come back, and you know he's had a few games now, but they really miss like a, a bigger wing. Eh? They mm. they need someone else. Like Derek Jones ain't it. No. Like I said that before when they made the trade in the off season, and, and Tristan Thompson ain't in either. So, to me, I'd just probably even try and go smaller, try to get uh, the Sunmu in there a bit more if you can. Yeah, get him to, mm. like eight eight minutes for the Sunmu is crazy. He was great when uh, Alonso yeah. and Caruso were out. Mm. Yeah, like I know I he's think... a rookie, but give give him small minutes. Like, what have you got to lose? Play yeah, your best take... guys. Yeah. Take yeah. take Tristan Thompson's minutes and Derek Jones' minutes and give them all to um to Sumu. Mm. Maybe let's Javante too. He he's not too bad. I was also gonna just quickly say too, like this game highlighted the biggest problem Chicago's had all season, and that's against dominant big men. Like mm. every game they played against Embiid, they gave Embiid had a career night pretty much every game. Um, same with Giannis, Jokic, all the dominant guys even though they probably go off against everyone but the Bulls have a real concern especially with Vucevic as your five defensively like they yeah, just let not, guys sorry to interrupt man yeah. it's not even it's not even the superstars man Adams mm. absolutely yes. destroyed Vuce. it's everyone it's everyone um yeah. I think Mitchell Robinson had a one and 17 game yeah, I man. saw earlier this yeah. year so it's like everyone goes position goes off against them yeah they just Vooch is just a liability. He he really mm. is. So you need those other guys around him to, mm. you know, to make up for it. Because you could put Vooch like you could probably hide him nearly like on a Wesley Matthews type of thing. I mean, the, mm. the Bucks now switching defense. <clears throat> yeah, so it's going to be tough though. It's going to yeah. be tough. They're going to find him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they will find him. So yes, they need some shots to go down. Yeah, the Bucks still didn't even look into in top gear here, and they still sort of won it. Bobby Portis looked good too. I, I love I love Portis. He eh? just fucking gives it to me. I've I've yeah. loved Portis since uh, since his Chicago days. You know, when he yeah. punched um, punched El Meritich in the face. Meritich, yes. That's... Like was was he at New York? But no, it was after Chicago. Eh? He started in yeah. Chicago. Started yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've been a fan of Portis for a while, so I'm I'm glad other people are starting to to see what he can do, and he's really improved as a three point shooter as well, mm. like over forty percent on the season, I believe. Yeah, I think it, uh, yeah, it's about that. Just yeah, under, I think just, it, under, yeah, just under yeah, 39. 39, 39, I think yeah. But on five attempts a game, he was forty seven percent last year, but only on two attempts a game. You see, the Bucks are going to shoot a lot better. I think. I think it's a genuine sweep too. I we've mm. made our predictions here. But Patty C and Middleton, those guys, even Lopez. I mean, Lopez has been a bit worse than a couple of years ago. But those guys are going to hit some shots, and uh, they should easily win this. Grayson Allen had a bad game too. He, mm. he didn't look very good. Um, yeah, eighteen minutes minus five and a turnover. So yeah, not great. Yeah, so I can see. I can see the Bucks. Sort of dominating from here on. They mm. need the yeah. They need some big games from DeRozan and Levine to keep them in here. Mm. Like Caruso can only do so much, and he sort of half turned the game for them. But they need need the other guys to step but, up. But shout out to them though, man. Like they've had a mm. really good season, you know. Like I didn't ex- I, when we did our preview pod earlier in the year or last year. I didn't have them in the playoffs. I had them like 
you know, not even making it, maybe play in spot, but they've been really good this year. Oh, the beginning part of this year, they were really good. And, you know, 46 wins, that's no joke, man, especially in a tough East. They have had a really good season. Mm. And they did it without, like, Caruso and Lonzo for a lot of it. Lonzo, uh, yeah. Pat, Pat Williams for pretty much the whole year. Mm. Uh, Levine missed games. Uh, I think, did Vooch miss some games too? I think yes. DeRozan's the only one that played the majority of games, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Levine uh, yeah, missed. Caruso missed, yeah. Because they were, there was like some, a middle part of the year, Tony Bradley was getting a lot of run. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not good. <laughs> yeah, they sort of beat up the sort of lower-ranked teams, and but they got beaten by the good teams, unfortunately. Mm. Um, yeah, they probably need to trade in some some of their guards, maybe like a Kobe White or something, try to upgrade in a big big spot. Um, they definitely need a defensive-minded big here. Paddy Williams is good. Like, he's... It's going to be good, but yeah, obviously Rusty missing most of the year. So, yeah, it's onwards and upwards for the Bulls. I think I think mm. they're making them white race, but they have only got a limited window here too with DeRozan. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So yeah, it's not going to be their year this year, but yeah, they can make a few little slight tweaks to the roster. I think they'll they can have a good season next season. Twain, your team in the four, mm. Philly, over Toronto, yeah. um, ended up being a twenty point one hundred thirty one hundred eleven. Yeah, your thoughts on this one, Maxi? Uh, Maxi, ah, <laughs> man, he was good. Of a, birth of a superstar, man. Nah. Um, just <laughs> yeah, get out. Just they had three turnovers. Like, like they pretty Shit, much played, was that all? Yeah, wow. they had three. Yeah. Three. They shot fifty percent from the feet. Um, from the field, they shot fifty percent from three, and they shot eighty-five percent from the free throw line. So like, perfect basketball like for that whole first game was perfect Tobias was going off he had 26 Maxi had 30 Harden had 2014 you know quietly had a 22 mm. um and you know didn't and B didn't really have to do much because those guys you know settled in and did their thing like I just the discourse the last couple of weeks and I get it like Toronto are good like and they had a really good season but the amount of like disrespect that Philly have been getting the last couple of weeks it's been quite eye-opening to me like just like the, these guys ain't like they're not they're not the fucking 62 win atlanta hawks say eh? like these guys are good like they there's a reason why that you know they they've got you know so much talent on their on their team but like it's just crazy to me that like people were picking like a 4-1 win for toronto like that was that's never gonna happen just the amount of talent and they've got the two best players i feel like on the court for on both teams anyway but yeah um great win Big, big injury losses for Toronto, obviously, with Barnes. And I think Trent mm. Jr. is gone next couple of games as and well. I rented and Ted, someone else. Ted, Ted Young as well. Ted Young, yeah. Ted Young. So, like, Barnes and Gary Trent, two of their starters. So, that means, like, you know, Chris Boucher will probably have to come in and play. And I guess have to, fuck, I don't know, maybe something like if Thaddeus is not there, do they, like, maybe play Utah once and Abe a bit longer? Uh, I'm not too sure what they do, but like, yeah, it's it's a bit. Those two injuries are pretty rough for them. So, yeah, yeah, setting up be for tough. an Embiid yeah. feast now, man. It yeah. really is, I think, because yeah. the good thing, even though Barnes is a traditional big, like between him and Obi and uh, Siakam, they mm. they sort of know how to double team or and they use that zone like they they. So sometimes it can even trouble bigs like Embiid, even though none of them are actually as big. Is, is physically uh, dominant. Mm. So they yeah. between them they can sort of um, negate like a, a really good big like Embiid, but mm. 
I think now we're buying, like Siakam's probably actually going to play a bit of five here, I think. Um, OG, yeah, between like Siakam and OG, they're going to have to play a bit because, man, if you play um, Boucher now, I think like <laughs> and Peter's just going to destroy him. Like, Eat him gonna, alive. Yeah, Eat he's going to get some yeah. help side blocks and shit. Yeah, and Precious just ain't that big either. And and you could see it today, like when they when the Raptors went inside, you know, it was tough. It was, it was tough, tough for them. It was re- I was watching. It's funny you bring it up because I was just going to bring it up at the next time. Is when I was watching it, it was hard for them to generate their half court offense. Like it was like I was watching them move the ball around and just they couldn't generate a good clean shot. And whereas on the other side, like if things weren't sort of working out, oh yeah, chuck it to Embiid, he'll get us you know a bucket or draw a double team or something. Like they they'll get a clean shot somewhere out of it. Um, but yeah, like it's going to be tough for them to hang on. But like. Yeah, I just was also very surprised then that Doc sort of outcoached Nick Nurse to a certain extent. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, man, Glenn, Glenn's had a horrid year this year. Like, I think he's getting ready to, you know, put his picture back up at the LA Golf <laughs> Country Club. Um, but, yeah, so he like, talks to that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but um, he did coach a pre- relatively good game and finally fucking played Paul Reed over bloody useless DeAndre Jordan, which was fucking fantastic. You know, anything's better than that bum. Um, but yeah, like just, <laughs> just they just they just got enough out of the bench um, last game, and then obviously Tyrese Maxey was the story. Just, just a blur, man. Just you know, Van Vliet is a really good defensive guard. Um, really, really good for his size. But Maxey was just giving him the business, man. Maxie the whole game. Yeah, yeah, man. That deep three four. I think it was just before the third quarter ended. Like I was just yeah. like, fuck, just got it, man. And you can see it too, eh? Like you can see the confidence. He it's starting to pick up now that he he knows that he's an important cog of this. He's not just a young guy anymore. Yeah, they have to depend on him to give them that kind of output. So I think he's embracing it. So yeah, man. I again just I'm real stoked with how they came out in game one. Just really, really, you know, put the foot on the throat, and that's what you want to see in a game one at home. It was almost the perfect um, playoff game for you guys. It, mm. Like Harden in that playmaking role, it's so role. much better, man. Because mm. he's such a he is a really good passer and that bounce pass he did when mm. I think it was to uh, Maxi, yeah, to Maxi. It was to Maxi, yeah. It was to Maxi. Bang on, hit Maxi right in the hands, like perfectly. Yeah, yeah it's just like fuck, man. There, there's a reason why you know James Harden, you know, considered one of the greatest you know guards of all time that his passing is so stupid so good yeah when you got four guys like Harden, maxi and beat and tobias as well all of those guys mm. can generate a shot if they have to mm. yeah um, they don't need to be set up no so as long as long as the other guys like niang had his shots all the other dudes they had very they didn't take many but they hit them mm. and i found me, it very well apart from danny green yeah I, find, I found it very um, surprising, and I think they're bracing for the fact that he's going to be there, that Matisse didn't start the game. Like, they just gave those, those minutes to Danny Green. Like, Danny I Green like, started. I yeah, I like it, it too. Yeah, the, even though he missed all his three-pointers, it just the spacing he provides is, you know, second to none. Um, and that probably another key thing going forward is if they can just continually get good scoring out of Shake Milton, because their bench is obviously, we know the issues that it's had. But if he can chip in, you know, 10, 11 points here and there, 
you know, and if Niang can chip in round about the same as well, like they'll be okay because those starters will get a good, you know, good enough lead. It's just when the bench comes in, they got to just hold the fort until those guys come back. Yeah, exactly. You just got to get that rotation, that mix right, and then, Mm. and then you guys will be fine. Like, yeah, I mean, you you still got and like even Corkmouse, you can you can still end up playing them quite Mm. a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's just when you have to play all of them, like big minutes, then you're in trouble. Yes, and I think playoff basketball generally suits it. Like you know, the rotations get smaller anyway, so yeah. the burden of the bench doesn't become that much of a problem. You know, as much as it is as we saw in the regular season, where you know bench guys are playing like in your twenty twenty five minutes a game sort of thing. That's when it starts to become a problem. But when it's the playoffs, you know, guys are playing thirty seven minutes. Your starters should be hitting that mark. Yeah, um, Aiden. Anything more on this? series or matchup? yeah um now it didn't affect the outcome of the game but i <laughs> thought the refs were on some bullshit man they were calling some real like and uh, don't get me wrong i'm not one of the people that's like what would beat average if you took away his free throws i'm not saying that at all but there was some real phantom call like for for Embiid, for harden uh, a couple for maxi as well like the refs were just i thought they were really shit in this game mm. um that being said, Philly looked really good. Maxi looked amazing. Um, that three was just incredible. Also, so going back to Boucher, he fouled out in 15 minutes of play. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's trash. He's garbage. <laughs> and I think I think the Raptors are, are fucked. Uh, if if Scotty can't come back, if Gary Trent's out, if if Thad Young's out, like. Mm. You know, with with those three out, you you have to start precious, and who like who else do you start? Like Cam Birch, like, yeah, it gets, it gets pretty. Anyone's going to get destroyed, yeah. man. But Embiid's just going to destroy um, anyone. I yeah, I actually think they did a pretty good job on Embiid overall. Yes, uh, I do think he was he was coasting because of the big lead, but he even said himself before the series that they always defend him really hard. Uh, and uh, he he credits them with how, with him becoming a better playmaker. Um, that's they pass back to the double teams and all that. I think that so, goes back to the yeah. Kawhi thing that that series. Mm. Like I think he yeah. just they they gave him the business that series as well. So probably just a bit of a respect thing. But yeah, you're right though. They they did mm. hold him relatively well. It was just like you guys already mentioned. Fucking Maxi just exploded. Yeah. If they can get. Yeah. You know, maybe seventy-five percent of that from him this playoffs. Fuck, you know, mm. they no excuse for them not to make the Eastern Conference Finals. I think the trouble here is Siakam's got a lot of a lot of load on him offensively, yeah. and it's and it's going to take it out of him. And then I yes. think Embiid will just take over. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. predictions. They, I mean, they can oh. they can they can lean on uh, Van Vliet uh, for a lot of for the offense if if they need to. Mm. Um, and OG, OG, he or he's the master of the quiet twenty-point game. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he he always is. Like he averages like twenty a game, and you're always like, when did OG score? Mm. Um, yeah, but yeah, the loss of the loss of Scotty's going to be huge. Uh, Gary oh, Trent, he had a he had a pretty what's that? Sorry? Bad. Oh no, I was just going to say um, uh, the Scotty thing. Like he does, he's pretty much there, Mister Fix It. Like he, their yeah. secondary ball handler. He's their guy that if you know the if the if the bigs can't if the bigs dominating them they can sort of switch him on because he's you know six nine six ten he's got a bit of size on him like his loss is like going to be so so big for yeah. them I feel yeah just on a freak play as well 
Mm. Like Embiid just landed on his ankle. Yes. He's not a small dude, too. So yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's he's probably fucked. Um, mm. Yeah, Gary Trent had a pretty poor game, but you know they they still yeah, he's going to be a big loss. Um, yeah, we might see some uh, Svi Mikhailu minutes. Uh, mm. I, I, I love Svi. I love Svi. So hopefully that's the case. And I, I like Precious a lot as well. I thought even though he missed a lot of his shots, I thought Precious played pretty well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. As as the main guy off the bench, Boucher was garbage though. Like I would play Ken Birch over Boucher. <laughs> Six thousand fifteen. That's there. That's yeah. that's got to be some score there. That's yeah, so yeah. Mark Madsen <laughs> type shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, just just trash. But keep him off. Um, yeah. But I, I think I think Philly's gonna. Yeah, because if they limit their transition, which they're doing, like the, the Raptors are a trend. They score in transition, like. Up, up there out of all the teams, and you know, if Philly hits their shots and slow it down, like, yeah, it's going to be so tough for the Raptors. Like, I think Van Vliet can be not like you could not take him out of Like, I just think he's going to get targeted a bit too much here from now on. Mm. Like, well, you sort of take him out of the game just about. You can sort of like the thing with Tobias too is like he generally operates better in the pick and roll like when he's the main ball handler. So like if you can get him into a pick and roll situation with, the, I don't know, the Danny Green or, you know, a Matisse or someone else, an Embiid or whatever, and he, he switches on to Van Vliet, that's 6'8 versus 6'2. That, that's, that's a mismatch from the jump. So it's got to be tough for them, man. But I wouldn't Van, count, Van count Vliet out does, def- does well. play a lot bigger. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but... Van Vliet can defend quite bigger than he is because I think even six two is pretty generous for him. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's like officially like five ten or something. Five yeah, ten, yeah, six two with uh, with uh, springs in the shoes. With his, with um, his, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just going back. Like, I, you know, he's too good of a coach not to see what happened and you know yeah. make adjustments. Even though he's down on troops and whatever, like he'll he'll do some things where he'll you know fix up the. You know, fix up their issues and try and you know get them back on a competitive sort of basis. I I feel I still feel like it's a still going to be competitive, but the talent alone should get Philly over the line. Hopefully. So what's your prediction? I say four two. I said four two. Um, I think we me and Jarko and Aiden were talking about it last week. I said four two. Um, just on the talent thing alone. Um, I think you know those games where Matisse is not going to play are going to be you know, huge for them. If they can win tomorrow's game and get up 2-0, then, you know, they'll be in a pretty good shape going up to Canada to play them. But, yeah, 4-2 for me. I feel like they should get it done. Yeah, I'm I'm going the same as you here, 4-2. Aiden? Yeah, I actually, I, I'm going to go the same. Um, I think I think Toronto pulls their two home games out. Mm. Um, you know, losing Thibault as a defender is pretty big. Yeah, uh, Danny Green's not nearly what he was, so I think I think that's going to hurt them a little bit. So I, yeah, I think I think Toronto wins their two games at home, and then Philly. Mm. And Hard, the Harden's going to have a bad game too. Uh, like something wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. Funny. <laughs> Some uh, does he? <laughs> yeah. Right off to the west, uh, the one eight matchup played today: uh, the Suns and the Pelicans. The Pels, I think, only scored like. How much did they score in that first quarter today? It wasn't much at all. Um, no. Uh, first quarter, they had 16. 16, yeah. Uh, the Suns, man, just the system. 
is so good. Should we call like Chris Paul? Like he's got serious Chauncey Billups, like big shot fourth quarter shit going on. Just take over time. He always has. He always has those. Everywhere Mm -hmm. he's been, even in New Orleans when he first started, he just everywhere he's been, he's just been a big game player. The narrative around him not being able to, you know, produce in the big game is it's just false. Like if you just it's if it's if you watch the games, he's always when it's fourth quarter crunch time, and it's probably more prominent now because the Suns have been so dominant the last two years. But even at the Clippers, you know, every fourth quarter, if it was even the, the Rockets, game, the Rockets, Rockets, yeah, the Rockets. Yeah. Like he was the one that was conducting. You know, it might not have, it might not be a bucket, but it was it's either an assist or putting or a hockey assist, getting someone else involved. Like every fourth quarter of the game's close, that guy he knows what he's doing. Oh hell yeah. Hell yeah. And it's a yeah, just efficiency, man. Just out, out the gate. Sport. Yeah. Yeah. They just they sort of remind me of the Bucks a bit. Like they just cruise along on then they're like, okay, we sort of really gotta win this game now, so we better mm. get our shit together and not that they were playing poorly, but they sort of let the Pelicans back in the game there for a bit, and yeah, then they just decided to carry on and win it. Um, yeah, this is the only game I didn't watch too much of, so yeah, Aiden will um, go to you too. Uh, Jonas got a lot of rebounds, but missed a lot of shots. 13 offensive rebounds. Yeah, missed a lot of shots. So did. does CJ um, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I mean, the Pelicans oh, in, in general. Shot pretty poor, with the exception of a couple of the bench guys. Uh, Brandon Ingram, yeah, no, he, even he was. So uh, yeah, just I mean that's that's the the Phoenix, uh, the defense of Phoenix, and you know, um, I was going to say an experience that it was. I think it was Brandon Ingram's first playoff game as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty yeah. sure it is. Yeah, and make then it. obviously Herb's a rookie. Uh, it's just CJ and Jonas that have sort of been here before. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's uh, a little bit of an experience, a little bit of being out coached. Although I do think Willie Green's a great coach. I think he was an assistant under Monty, wasn't he? Yeah, last season. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he yeah. Was. So, yeah, but obviously these two know each other quite well. Um, yeah, I, I've, Phoenix has been the best team all year. They're, they're going to be too good. I, I don't know what else to really uh, to really add. I mean, Chris mm. Paul, what did he have? Nineteen in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you know, saw the saw the game was getting closer than it should be, so just took over. Just insane at at his age to still be able to control the game like that is, is pure insanity. Um, oh, real quick, I just want to say, so there was a play where Herb Jones sho- got his shoulder in Aiton's face, <laughs> um, and Reggie Miller started calling him dirty and stuff. And like, yeah. like I watched the because I didn't see the full game, but I saw the highlights and I saw that it was very clearly an accident. Like Herb was so so Aiden was was jogging down the court and and Herb was crossing and didn't see him and so as soon as he saw him it was last second so he he jumped to try and get out in front of him so they didn't collide and his shoulder hit his face and Reggie's calling him dirty and all this and it's fucking insane like what are you up to Reggie what's the fucking game Reggie he's right courtside right like he should he's got the clearest view of the game like and. Reggie's trash as a commentator, man. Like he's so bad. Oh, he is. He's, <laughs> he's, he's the worst. So, he's so bad, man. Um, he but since Chris Webber retired, though. he's the so worst. He, yeah, he should know that. Yeah, he should yeah. Know Even like I vague like I, I'm like Aiden. I saw it on the highlights because um, I turned it off halfway through it. 
and I saw it and I was like, oh, just an excellent play. But the way he was carrying on was like someone like Herb Jones spat yeah. it, um, ate and dented the elbow. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, like, yeah. It, was yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, like full on overreact, big time. I uh, just wanted to touch on that if you guys get a chance, if you can watch the opening position of Phoenix. Like, I saw it. Saw it's it. so fucking good the yep. way. So tip off happens. New Orleans comes out, goes, yep, Herb, go and get on Chris Paul. Cool. So they run a action called Spain, or it's like flex. It's similar to flex, which is a, you know, relatively, you know, it's an easy move to run. So they run the play, pick and roll, and then Herb's still staying attached on Paul. And then they're like, right, let's test you out, Brandon Ingram. See how good you are on defensively. Obviously, Brandon Ingram's not good on defense. Test them out straight away. Booker gets open three. Bang. Start of the game. It's such a good yeah. fucking movement to start when you watch the highlights. It's like, yeah. fuck, these like, guys are good, man. And so normally the start of a game is where you just feel things out. You usually, mm. you know, miss a few shots and all that. Mm. But they they changed the play on the fly. They made an adjustment on the opening play of the game. Mm. Like, it's, it's insane how good this Phoenix team is. Yeah. It's just the it's system insane. just keeps on working. It just yeah. like oh, yeah. campaign would step in. Shamit would step in. McGee mm. Biombo stepped in. Like they just yeah. they just are a machine. That's just, that's just working away. The cog yeah. just keeps ticking but, over. Yeah. yeah. I, I also think uh Chris Paul and Monty Williams, I think they help each other as well. Oh. Yeah. Mm. They like feed off one of the perfect yeah. pairing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's cra- it's crazy, eh? Like just that we couple only a season and a half ago, we you know there was talk about Chris Paul not being good enough for a first round pick, eh? Like mm-hmm. it's like Chris he was in the worst he contract. He talked than... about like Westbrook was. Yes, yes, yes. Well, yeah. There was there were people that thought the Thunder lost that trade for it's... Russell Westbrook from Houston. Uh, like what the fuck? <laughs> and even even the smartest NBA analysis still said, you know, like it's a pretty even trade here. No one was going, oh, the Thunder just they just pissed on Houston here. Like, yeah, yeah. no one was saying that. Mm, like, it's, no, but there revision. there were people that thought the Thunder lost the trade. Mm, yeah, like oh, they yep. traded for Chris yep. Paul. They've given up. And yep. then there was a, there was a moment where Chris Paul was unhappy as well. And yeah. yeah, it looked like it was going to be a disaster. And then, yeah, like he got that team to the playoffs. Well, he and, went there and Pre- Presti was like, oh, yeah, you know, you can take game you know, when you want. You know, you sort of, mm. he's like, no, nah, fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> We're like, me, oh, yeah. I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to win. Yeah. yeah. And, and he like, took that um, Lou Dort and Adams uh, and Gallo. Shea Gilgis, yeah, Shea Gilgis under like the tutelage <laughs> for that, even though it was only one season. Like, Shay's spoken about how much of an impact that Chris had yep. on him that whole year, just you know, teaching him the ropes and everything. It's it's just crazy. Like if you only go back, yeah, two years ago, the amount of people that were shitting on him, like fuck, man, it, it's crazy. Mm. Um, are we getting the brooms out here? Yeah, yeah, getting the sweepy yeah. sweep on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I would be I'd be shocked if the Pelicans took again. Mm, yeah, yeah. I want to be nice. I want to be nice and say, yeah, give them one. But after what I saw today, I see it, man. Like, yeah. I I do think this would be a very interesting series if Zion was playing. Yeah. Not not necessarily saying I I'm not saying the Pelicans would beat the Suns, but I think it would actually be quite. 
I, I'm very curious to see how the Suns would defend Zion. Mm, yeah, that's it. Mm, when yeah. you've also got you got Valanciunas, you got Ingram, you got McCullum. Like the, the Pels next year, they're gonna be pretty loaded. Yeah. Like they've done a pretty good job at rebuilding. If Zion plays. Yeah, if, I think I think he does. I think a lot of the shit with him overblowing media, overblowing it. Mm. Uh, yeah. But we'll, I, see. I, we'll see. I don't think it helps that the franchise was a bit pretty poor with their communication around his status yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And then the whole you know season ticket thing, how his name wasn't on the yeah on the that, was, that was yeah that was weird. weird. That was weird. It was weird. But you're right though. They've pulled together some really good pieces. Like I do like to see Herb Jones, um, Alvarado. He's a fucking pest. Mm, like yeah, they've yeah, got some Alvarado. Re- yeah, they've got some really good players, and if they can get Zion back ready in prime, mm. like how he was last season, fuck, you know, no, no reason for them they can't be what Minnesota was next year, like a yep. 45, 46 win team. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and yeah, like bringing in CJ and Larry Nance as well. Mm. Like that trade, like the, the Pelicans fucking robbed Portland. They trade. robbed them, eh? They robbed so... them. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the key piece going back to Portland? Josh, Josh Hart. Josh, Josh Hart. Hart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and like, uh, Nikhil Alexander Wolf, who yeah. they who they flipped to Utah. They flipped flip to yeah. It's like yeah, Portland. They got fleeced there. Um, yeah, it's funny because they didn't get a first round pick for CJ McCollum, but the Hornets got a first round pick for Devonte Graham. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> who is now barely playing? Yeah, sort of don't need him when you have CJ. But um. Nah, yeah, well, I mean, Dubai, yeah, hardly played today, too. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think he's just an odd fit there in New Orleans. Maybe he might yeah, trade they'll him. Try, they'll season. try and trade him in the offseason. Trade him off, sure. yeah. He's a good, like, in it. Like, if you need, I like, like him. You know, 10, like 10 him. points off the bench or something. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Like, he was he was a dynamic scorer. Just needs to find that six-man role find where he fit. can. Yeah. yeah, good fit. Um, ooh, off to a, a lot better series now. Uh, Memphis and Minnesota, the two v seven in the West. Minnesota with the upset. Um, most of New Zealand well basketball fans are watching this one with Big Steve and then Jar Morant and this Tim, Timberwolves team that have already won the championship. Um, <laughs> I, I want to get straight to the cat thing and Adams. Yeah, um, cool. I'm going to get straight into that, I think. Especially us, because we always have a, you know, we keep an eye on Adams, mm. how he plays. Well, Memphis has struggled against Minnesota. Not exactly, well, they have struggled because they lost two out of the three in the regular season to them. Cat has always been a problem for Adams. He just has. Mm. His moves, um, the switching, just, just, just everything. The stretching everything. out to the perimi- yeah. perimeter. And, and just speed. He's just faster than Stevie. Yeah, he can blow by him for, for a mm. big dude. It's so, I mean, you know, Coach Jenkins for the Grizzlies, he's smart enough. He's going to have to make some adjustments. Like, I think he just, well, let's just roll with how we've played things all year and it just didn't work. Mm. So I think I think they're going to have to adjust. Now, I I'm not one of these guys that say, well, you need to bench at him straight away. Just mm. let's try not to get him into pick and roll situations on defense and get switched on. Um, let's try and just mark him up on Vanderbilt a bit more and just stop getting him trapped. Like, it's the go bear thing, right? With Adams, mm, they can yeah. you draw them out of there and it and screw things up a bit. Now, I don't think that was the only problem though. So, so that sort of got overblown, but he had some 
but like Cat played really, really well too. And so did Anthony Edwards, man. Edwards, fuck, I like Edwards, eh? Like, I, I know a lot of people would like jump on the bandwagon of him. It's taken me a bit longer, mm. but man, he impressed me in the, yesterday. Um, athletic as hell, man. Yeah. Just everything is just explosive, eh? Like, even his like first step when he gets the ball, it's just bam, like from the jump. It's like, and it's just crazy to think, like, he only started playing basketball not too long ago, like a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's ago. a football player. He's a football player, yeah. It's like, it's just so dynamic as an athlete. And it just seemed like he is meant to be there. He's one of those mm. dudes, man. So I think the T-Wolves, are up. they've got something here. Mm. Um, Beasley was on form too. So, uh, like, I don't see all of these guys shooting as well. I think that will come off. And Memphis... Got a little bit stunned by that, by how well mm. they were shooting, I think. Um, like Morant, even though he scored 32 and had eight assists, I think he could have still had a better game than what he played. Yeah, um, half his points came on the free throw. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, 16 and 20 from the field. So, yeah, it was a pity, like, none of their bench guys sort of, well, Brandon Clark, as always, missed him see off the bench. Um, he's probably going to actually take a, bigger role here, I think, yeah, take a few mm. minutes off Adams. Um, so I think a lot of pressure is going to be on Jaron Jackson Jr. here to see what yes. he can do against Cat, because mm. yep. he's the obvious matchup you want on yep. Cat. Um, but man, it's lining up to be a great series. It's, mm. it's going to be a, it's going to be a good old, good old tough, but also like a shootout series too. Um, yeah, Aiden, I know, yeah, you and your boy, Don, big, big mm. Grizz fans, man. Like, yeah. did, uh, did Don watch the game just so I... No, no, they, we, we nah. watched the, we watched the highlights, but yeah, no, nah, once he saw the score, he wasn't, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, kids these days, hey, but what, yeah. what do you, um, yeah, this one, man. Yeah, I mean, you, you covered uh, a lot of it. Um, yeah, Stevie on cat just doesn't work. Um, Jaron's got to shoot better as well he's he's really got to step up and be that second guy mm. um that that he's he's being paid to be uh yeah you know, he just signed the 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 max extension uh off his rookie contract so he's really got to step up and and show that on the offensive end as well as the defensive and the foul um, trouble the foul trouble yeah yeah, yeah. he he was actually a lot better in the season but he's got to keep that going because uh he, he was he was a little reckless from from what i saw and especially mm. if Adams becomes not unplayable, but you know what I mean. Like he, you can't have him on cat. Then Jaron's really got to stay out of foul trouble. Yeah, because he was block just, hunting. He was going yeah. block hunting with the yeah. whole game, and even though he, he yeah. had seven. But like yeah. it was coming to the point like Hassan mm. Whiteside yeah. level. Like he was just <laughs> going after people instead of just staying on yeah. on his man. It was hundred percent, which is yeah. Which is something he actually wasn't doing in the regular season, yes. but it is something he's done his whole career previous to. Because it affected why... their rebounding too, I think. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's out of position. position in the paint. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the the whole thing was that this year he became a smarter defender. He would still get his blocks, yeah. but it was picking the right time to go for it. Whereas, yeah, you're right, Twain. He was hunting them and it put him out of position for rebounds and for defense and picked up foul trouble. He's got to play smarter. But uh, Taylor Jenkins is one of the best coaches in the league, and I have I fully think he's going to make adjustments, and they're going to watch the tape, and they're going to 
Like, this is a team, they're not happy just making the playoffs. They want to go deep. They were the second seed in the West. So they're, they're going to all... And they're all hard workers, too. So I mm. think they're all going to buy in. They're all going to watch the film, see what they had to do. And I think they're going to go for it. Um, mm. Also, Ed, Edwards has consistency issues. Like, even in the regular season, he'd have, a, like, a 30-point game or whatever, and then he'd have a two-point game. Mm. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to shoot this well for the playoffs. I love Edwards, though. Um, I love his confidence. But yeah, I just I have a feeling he's got a he's got a dud game in him, and I think that's when Memphis is gonna um, take advantage. Mm. They need to do. Um, I noticed in this game that they weren't really trying to target D'Angelo Russell on defense. Like they weren't putting him yeah. in the pick and roll as much. There was a lot of mm. uh, with Memphis just sort of just standing around watching Jar. Like they weren't. There was no movement that we used yeah. to seeing yep. with them. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think next game they should hopefully fix that up and you know get Bain and uh, Dylan Brooks and you know DeAnthony Melton coming off screens and just getting the ball moving around instead of just watching mm. Jar you know dribble the air out of the ball thing. So, but yeah. yeah, it's the Adams thing. Like I wouldn't you know giving up on it too early as well. So just see how we go, um, and then obviously if there needs to be some adjustments. You can just slide Jaron Jackson to the center and Brandon Clark comes and fills that four role. Like, yeah, or Kyle Anderson, whatever, you know, floats a boat that particular situation. So, yeah, they've got some options there. I, I don't I don't think it's that big of an issue like you, like a lot of people on Twitter are mentioning like the last few days. I think yeah. they're fine. They're fine. Because yeah. they sort of screwed it on both ends for me too. They didn't play Adams like they had in the regular season too on offense because mm. – yeah. He's a real go-to, like, you know, the Warriors team when they use Bogut, like, you know. Elbow passing. High, yeah. yeah, elbow passing, yeah. high post sort of passing. Mm. But, and then, like, at least gets Adam some touches in the, like, down low. And, like, yeah, make Cat no. work, like, get him in a bit of foul trouble mm. and shit. Like, Cat yeah. basically had to do nothing on defense. And that's still an area of weakness. For him. Like, he's improved, but he's no, you know, he's no... Yeah, above average defender. That's big. It's funny that you Adams and Jaron Jackson. It's funny that you brought that up, Carl. The um the touches thing. So Stephen Adams yesterday, his usage rate was one point seven. Yeah, that's just that, you, can't, you can't do that, man. Like even um Carl Anderson uh, the, was the second loss, and he had almost ten. He had eight point seven. So like one point seven is basically you just standing around doing nothing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get them involved because that's when they really like dominated games. Like you think back to like their Bulls game. Like mm. Vooch is a similar player to Cat, and yeah, and and the Grizz absolutely destroyed them. Like Adams here was doing everything against them. Like I don't think Cat's nowhere near as bad as Vooch on offense, but he plays similar. Like mm. he, you know, he's, he takes a lot of shots on perimeter. He can work in and out. They've got they've got yeah. they've got a bag of moves that they can go to right. Yeah, but Adams just played really physical on him, and um, yeah, and they just dominated. They need to use Adams more here, I think, too, mm. on offense. So it's like they almost he get they almost get flustered on defense, and then the guards mm. like you could see it in Jar. Jar sort of like fuck, I got to take over a bit. Yeah, yeah I got to take over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that just doesn't work. Like play play to your strengths, and I think Memphis just had a little bit of shock there, a little shock, and. Um, mm. Yeah, that's why I like Pat Bev on this Minnesota team, man. He just, you know, he you could see him setting up plays and shit, just getting people in the right spots. Like, 
he's always been undervalued in my eyes, but you know, you can see it on the on this team and yeah, I think it's in for a long series here. I think Jenkins makes the adjustments, but the Minnesota the Timbers will win at least another one. Mm. So yeah, I'll 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 go Memphis in six. It's a bit hopeful though. Like I it could end up being Memphis in seven. Um but I'm gonna go Memphis in six. Yeah, Aiden, what's your what's your pick? Yeah, I I'm I'm going to go Memphis in seven. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think you, like you know we all can see what they need to do, and and obviously that means Taylor Jenkins can see what they need to do. But the thing is, this Memphis team is still really young. They were never meant to be this good, this fast. Yeah. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to make dumb plays. And like when Dylan Brooks is one of your veteran players, like <laughs> you know, like he he's the one that's got to have to tell. Yeah. I thought he played well. Like I saw he on did. Twitter, people yeah. were clowning him, but he played well. Mm. Um, yeah, he did. Like he he's going to have to be the one to tell Desmond Bain to calm down, to tell Jaron to calm down, even to tell Jar. Like he's the kind of guy that can that can do that kind of thing. So um, yeah, I, I think the Grizzlies are still going to make some mistakes. I think they come out the next game firing. I think they win the next game quite handily, uh, but I think it goes to seven. Mm. Twain, what do you think? I think seven too, and like I just can't. Playoff basketball is all about matchup. Like you, you yeah. know, we all know this for years that you know it's all matchup based. You know, if you get the right matchup, you can win. And that I just can't get over the record that Minnesota have got against Memphis. Like the, you know, they've won two out of three. They've obviously had close games with them. I'm gonna go the upset here. I think they seven games, obviously, <laughs> but <laughs> I think it gets to the. I do think that. If it's all dependent on Cat, though, if Cat can play like how he did, you know, relatively to the same level as he did in game one and make Adams, you know, borderline unplayable at times. And then if Anthony Edwards, like Aiden mentioned, you know, he's got a dud game here and there, how Anthony Towns needs to be the one to, you know, steady the ship. He needs to be the leader. And I think just given on matchups alone, I, I think they match up pretty well with what, do and I think they might be able to. We'll be very close. It's a very tough one, but I think Minnesota might get them. Just quickly too, before we move on, um, as you say, like Edwards has a dud game, and but mm. they've got other guys they can fall back on. So yeah, Malik Belisley. But D'Lo had a quiet yeah. game. Yeah, they've got, they've got guys that can can take those similar shots. So yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. But also Edwards, uh, it can be pretty ball dominant. Yeah. Like he's not going to, yes. if he, if he misses his first three shots, he's not going to stop shooting. No. Yeah. He's like Brooks he, he, like, <laughs> and this is, this isn't, uh, this isn't, uh, I'm not trying to clown on him, but he can absolutely shoot Minnesota out of a game, just like he can shoot them in a game. Yeah. That's fair. And plus 40, 43 points from your bench. Like, I don't think that's yeah. sustainable. Like, yeah. You know, like Jaden McDaniel shot five or six from them. Yeah. Uh, Beasley is very hot and cold as well. Yes. Yeah. Very hot and cold. So, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. There's a lot of hot and cold dudes in there. Delays like that too. But yes, then, absolutely. you know, Dylan Brooks is sort of in that similar vein too. Like, yeah, you know, he, he tends to oh, yeah, take shots. Definitely. That, um, <laughs> Take shots that are not. King. He might be the king of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, this is a tough series for you, Carl. These are your two favorite guys going head to head. I know. Dylan Brooks I and Pat of... Bev. <laughs> I know. I'd 
because I'm a big, uh, you know, Memphis has sort of been my second team all year um, with the Pistons not making the playoffs. Um, but I knew it would be a good matchup. Like, I knew it would be a good series, so I sort of wanted it. But, you know, like, I've, I, I like the Wolves. I like the Wolves. We're going to have Pat Bev here. So, it's, um, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm torn. But at least, they one of them will go through. So, <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I sort of just, I root for the good, the good series rather than the, um, one of these teams because it's not the Pistons, so it's all good. But yeah, I'd be, I, I would be disappointed though if Memphis doesn't win. Here. Like the mm. big key, you know, I love Jar, you know, Bain. I, I just, yeah, I love Memphis, the awesome team. Brandon Clark, you know, that that just got heaps of likable dudes on their team. All young guys that want to win. Mm. So yeah, nah, it's going to be a great series. Looking forward to it. Um, move on to the three versus six. Jokic versus the Warriors. Uh, this is one of the games I didn't watch. Um, Curry come off the bench with the Warriors here. Uh, I mean, to me, it looks like just from watching the highlights and stuff that it's sort of typical played out of how we all thought it would. Mm. Uh, you know, Jokic sort of go putting his numbers up, but at the end of the day, like the, the talent around him is going to struggle. And when you can just bring Steph Curry off the bench, you know, like <laughs> Jordan Poole had a good good game. 30 points for the Warriors. Um, Twain, yeah. Anything really we need to add to this? Like, was, was it pretty predictable, you think? Yeah, in a sense. Um, I didn't predict, however, Golden State just constantly targeting Jokic, like on the pick and roll and with their cutters and everything. Like, it was getting okay. to the point, it was getting to the point where it was just like they didn't even care that he was there. They were just, they kept going at him and at him and at him. So, Denver got to fix that up, obviously. And then, like, Steph didn't even, you know, first game back, obviously, so he's going to be a bit rusty, but he didn't even relatively have a good game. And, you know, it's if he gets starts, if he starts getting going as well, along with Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson, man, you know, it's going to be hard for Denver and pretty much anyone else they make up with, too, because, fuck, man, I, you, I think for a lot of us have slept on, like, I know they had a pretty good season and they started the season off really, really well. But obviously, towards the back end and the middle part, there were, you know, it was a bit of a struggle city. But, you know, we do forget how good Golden State are. And I I think, yeah. you know, th- this might be the time where they start waking up a bit because, man, if they can get that kind of output from those other guys and then Steph can just come in and do his thing, they're going to be a tough out, man. They're going to be so tough. Yeah, like they're very deep. I mean, they're only lacking mm. like, a real, like a big, and that's what yes. everyone says about Wiseman. But other than that, like, Across the board, they've got playmakers, they've got shooters, they've got two-way dudes, they've got defenders. Um, other than, a, like, a true big, yeah, they've got everything else covered. And so. like you mentioned with Phoenix, with the system thing, those guys, the majority of those guys in that in the Warriors have played under that system yeah. for multiple years, so they know what to do. They know what is required of them, so it's a, all a familiarity based with them. So, I, yeah, I, it's going to be tough for Denver, especially if Jokic can't get any help from anyone else, like, it was only Will Barton, year 24. Um, but yeah, I don't see him getting past Golden State here. Um, but quickly, before we move on, like I thought it was kind of ridiculous Jordan didn't get a nomination for the most improved player of the year. Like He wasn't one of the finalists, so I think he didn't get him. Or he did. Is that correct? Yeah, it was... Who was it? It was Jai... Dejounte. Garland. Yeah, I thought it was ridiculous that he didn't... 
at least get a nomination. Like mm. it, was a, he it, should, was it was a it was a tough pool. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's just like oh, like could you have not expanded it to five candidates? <laughs> yeah. Just to but make it. Yeah, you kind of sort of had to, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Miles, yeah. I, I, I said Miles Bridges yeah. um, got got snubbed. But you know, like the three that are in there are deserved as well. Oh, like yes, it's 100%. it's a tough thing. But yeah, like Jordan Paul, like he was in the G League last year. Yeah, yeah. 100%. For for, for stints. So yeah. like it's it's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. But it, Jordan Paul, the thing with him, like I watched most of this game, it wasn't that he was just hot. Like he was just really good. Like he was taking smart shots. He was getting to his spots. He had the like just tricky step backs and shit. Like, he was just on. Um, mm. I felt really bad for Jokic because uh, he was doing everything on offense and defense. Mm. Like, they were attacking him, but he was getting no help on defense. Like, Aaron Gordon was out of position so many times, and his whole thing is defense. Yeah. Because um, well, he wasn't normally, fucking helping on offense either. He's, he was, I think Aaron Gordon Gordon's been un- Yeah, and he's been underrated, I think, defensively. Like, oh, absolutely. He's, he's sort of the opposite of Covington. Like, to me, like, Aaron Gordon's premier defense is one-on-one stuff, yep. whereas, like, Covington is his help defense, you know, getting in the passing lane and stuff. Gordon's more just, like, you've seen Gordon's playoff defense, like, against Kawhi, and he, like, basically, like, really limits Kawhi and, you know, good ISO players like that. So the trouble here is there's no, like, him against Draymond sort of nullifies him because Draymond isn't going to, you know, try and score on Gordon. So, mm. yeah, it's yeah. Raymond uh, uh, yeah. the almost the perfect matchup against the Gordon. Yeah. But Aiden's but right though. He was he, he was should have position. He's yep. caught out of position a lot in this game. So many and, times. And he was so um, just times. looking at looking at the box score here. His defensive rating was the worst amongst all Nugget yeah. players. So he was, like, was terrible on yeah, defense. If that's his main calling card, he shouldn't be last on, on his team. For sure. Yeah. No, nah, yeah. he was he was awful. Like almost unplayable. Um, they kept running a play where, like, basically the Draymond runs dribbles in and they have a backdoor cutter. They draw the center or the whoever's there and to Draymond, and then a backdoor cutter comes through. They ran that play so many times and Gordon was out of position like every <laughs> single time. <laughs> yeah, for still there. He was. Just like, he was. Looking. He was horrible. Daring headlights the whole. Uh, yeah, so I felt bad for Jokic, and what I'm, what I really am gonna hate because the the Nuggets are not winning the series. It's not happening. Mm. Um, people are gonna use that to clown on Jokic's MVP, and I hate that. Like, if if you want to say Embiid had a better season, that's fine, or Giannis had a better season, that's fine. But don't use a playoff series where Jokic has no help at all as a case for the MVP thing. Like, it just uh, you know yeah. it's gonna I, happen. I, it's you it's already it. happening. Yeah. Like people there. are like Jokic, who's minus nineteen in the game, and it's like because he was he was playing pretty much the whole fucking game. Like you know what? Like what do you expect? Unfortunately, and it's it's majority of the fan base that I support do it. They've been <laughs> yeah, they've <laughs> been diabolical the last maybe three weeks. I think I've I've just noticed it all on my timeline. Just oh yeah, some of the the takes from that. Yeah, from Sixers Twitter about it has been Embiid's a clear MVP yeah. favorite. If you do not Dial. vote Embiid, you yeah. should. You're you not don't an know NBA basketball. Fan. Yeah. Um, I tr- I try to have a logical conversation in one of the threads, <laughs> and it just blew up in my face. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna say. <laughs> <I'm but, out. laughs> you know, yeah. 
Like I, I believe he should. Like my personal preference is he should win it. As, but I'm not gonna fucking die on the hill to say that Jokic doesn't deserve it because like everything's laid out for you. The numbers are right there. You know what I mean? Like it's mm. all there. It's a, it's a, that, this is a different conversation, obviously, to what we're having. But yeah, it's not a hill that I'm not. I'm not gonna fucking you know fight on for Embiid. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's that close to me. Like, it really yeah. is. I mean, I'm picking Jokic slightly ahead of him, but yeah, yeah, I'm not. If it's Embiid, if it's Giannis, like, okay, all good. Yeah. No, yeah. I think yeah. all three are deserved. Yeah, yeah. If it's Demar Derozan, yeah. I'll be like, what the fuck? But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's yeah. I don't. Know, it's it's weird, man. It, like, yeah, I, I I go on Twitter when I should, but it's fucking pissing me He's off lately. A big white was chubby white guy from fucking. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. but he's, he's in, like he's two great years shape. in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And but people played, just go back played, to the yeah. off season. Yeah, like he's he played thirty four minutes, and the whole time he was running. Yeah, like on defense, he was everywhere. He had to cover everybody. He's a seriously underrated athlete. I've seen him in four overtime games, and he was yeah, like the well, not the he doesn't look like he's the fittest, but he mm. he sort of is. He he's just there. goes and goes. Yeah, he's a, he's got that motor. He's got that motor in him. Doesn't matter yeah. if he's got a little bit of flab on him. He's bloody. Yeah. He's gonna outlast you. He, it's just yeah, the looks are sort of deceptive there. Mm. Yeah, he's one of those you know the one if you see like a fighter and you know like oh, a boxer, a boxer would more the point. You know the, the guys you know they've got a little bit of that boxing mm. weight on them, especially up in the heavyweights. They're not like an Anthony Joshua, you know, like he looks like a Mr. Universe dude compared to, you know, some of the other boxers. Some out of those guys, yeah. Andy Ruiz or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's Jokic. Um, predictions for the series? I don't, I don't want to do it, but I think it's a sweep. Mm. I do. I, I just, yeah. I mean, you know, Jokic is probably fucked after one game. Like imagine when he gets to game four and he still mm. got no help. Hmm. I'm gonna say gentlemen's. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's gonna be a game where he's like got 46, 17, and 15, and dominating Kevon Looney. I and, hope so. Yeah, it'll be like a triple overtime win. One yeah, he'll <laughs> get he'll get some fucking ridiculous stat line, and he'll get yeah. them a victory. So I'll say gentlemen sweep as well. And he'll play I like 54 so I, minutes. I feel, yeah. I feel so bad for because it's just. Mm. Yeah, it sucks he's that got, got Murray no. and Michael Porter are out. It, mm. it does because that makes a world of difference. But having Jamal Murray here, like shit, that yeah, that, that hurts. Yeah, shit. Mm. Yeah. Um, right, last series to go over the four or five in the West. We have the Jazz versus the Lucas Mavs, and a sort of more of an old school type playoff game. Um, Jazz take it out in Dallas. You know Doncic, uh, 99-93. Watched a bit of this one. It probably was. It's probably the last one on most people's watch list to watch. Um, I actually think I actually think the Mavs were the better team. Yeah, and this in this game, you put Luca into that. I think they win the series quite easily. Mm. I think I I didn't like Donovan Mitchell's sort of been sliding down my ranks slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some big moments in the third. It sort of sort of sealed the win, but the Mavs caught back up again. But if it wasn't for the Jazz like totally dominating the boards in this game, I think Dallas wins it. Mm. Just better team play. Like go 
I think Gobert wins this game for them. Um, Bogdanovich was decent too. And Conley hit some couple of big shots at the end here, but man, yeah, they just dominated the boards. And if, I think if the Mavs had some more possessions, because Luca's a very underrated rebounder too, um, mm. I think the Mavs would win this quite, quite easily to me. They just got heavily out-rebounded by about 20, 20 or so boards. Like, yeah. Like, the Jazz only, to me, like, there's just a lot of standing around offense, and it sort of goes <laughs> away from what they used to. They used to be quite good when, like, Ingles... Like, Ingles is an like, underrated loss to them, eh? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And that Gobert-Mitchell thing, man. There's some. It's getting worse. It's, it's getting... Like, yeah, Gobert only had one shot attempt. He it's was open one shot. again under the basket. Yeah. He was dominating in the paint. Mitchell fucking looked at him and then passed it out to like Royce O'Neal, who took yeah. like a step back three and it went in. Luckily for them, I was like, bad position though, real bad it's, position. I know. I remember seeing that. And I was bad like, chemistry. Yeah, so I think the Jazz are right. lucky. My point here is the Jazz are lucky to win. They're just lucky that they got the board. And mm. Luca Backer win. Yeah, Twain. Well, I think you're thinking similar to what I've seen here. Yeah. He's dribbling the air out of the ball. Like, yeah. 10 for 29. Fuck. Like, 29 shots is... Like, we're all clowning Vucevic for having 27, but, you know, 29's a fuckload. And it's only, you know, 30, 34% made. It's just like... Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think with a team that you're playing that hasn't got a recognised centre, you know, Dwight Powell's on the smaller side mm-hmm. as well, that you would just be trying to get him into a pick and roll and you know, just feed Gobert easy, you know, running, you know, run-ins to the to the rim, rim running and all that sort of thing. But, yeah, they just felt like a lot of time Mitchell was forcing it where he mm. shouldn't have, you know. Um, and you're right. Like, if it wasn't for the, you know, almost double rebound advantage, this game would have been way closer. And, you know, it was only a six-point game by the end of it. Like, Luca comes back by game, you know, two, three, hopefully. The series, it's... It's there for Dallas, I feel. I feel feel like if Luka can come back in, it's right there for Dallas. I mean, the minutes were Clarkson and Mitchell on just fucking terrible to me. Just like, oh, oh, this is disgusting. The Jazz used to be one of the (laughs) best-looking offenses. Oh, last year. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of of ball-moving and all that sort of thing. And, you know, running a lot, ran a lot of flex in Spain and all that sort of thing. But, yeah, nowadays it's just, Especially the last, maybe towards probably after All Star break, just feel like it's a lot of Donovan that's dribbling the air out of the ball. You know, everyone's standing around waiting to see what's going on. I don't know if that's a thing to the trades they made and they got rid of a few pieces that they had, but it's just it's just real static with their offense, and it, you can see why they struggled towards the back end of the year. It's just the offense is real, not good. Even Bogdanovich too. There's a lot of isolation stuff for him. Yes. Oh, that's not his best thing. His thing's like spot up three, like in the corner or you know off a pick and fade or something like that. That's his game's not the isolation. He can do it, but you'd rather him you know, take untested threes where obviously he's a good shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Aiden, thoughts on this one? Yeah. No. It, you know, like it. It takes a lot. For like you know how bad you like I hate the the whole ISO ball style of play. Like there's a there's a place for it, but when it's so heavy, like do you know yeah. how 
annoying you have to be for me to start liking and feeling sorry for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there there were multiple times in this game where like he was, I think you guys said it, he was wide open under the basket and they didn't mm. even attempt at to him. give him the ball. Yeah. Didn't even you know, he, he would, you know, screen and cut wide open. Nah, Bogdanovich going to take a contested shot. Mitchell going to take a contested shot. Or, you know, the play you said, Carl, Mitchell passed to O'Neal, who hits a lucky three. Uh, just, yeah, no, nah, I think there's something up in Utah. Eh? I think, mm. I think. You can, um, you can feel it, eh, the chemistry. Yeah, well. and I, I I do think the loss of Ingles could be a big part of it. Like, you know, Ingles even said, like, you know, if you want to trade me to get a better piece, then, you know, I understand. They traded mm. him for fucking Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who doesn't even play. Doesn't, didn't get no minutes in this game. Yeah, like why why trade him? And I think did they get Wancho in that trade as well? Yes, he played five but minutes. Like, yeah, why why trade your arguably your glue guy for guys you're not playing? Like, what was the point in that? I just I don't yeah know. I, I don't know nah <laughs> I really nah, don't this I There's I think fishy going think, on yeah I think this is the last season this Utah team looks like it is I I'm gonna go out on a limb I'm gonna say Gobert's gone I'm gonna say Mitchell's gone I'm gonna say Quinn Snyder's gone. Yeah. Blow up. Blow no up. one, no one cares. Like Quinn Snyder's not coaching, you know. Like the the shit with Mitchell, like call him out on it. Mm. You know, it's been going on for months. Yeah, it's not like he's Kevin Durant or anything. Like, come on, no. he's like maybe like borderline top twenty dude. Maybe I don't know. There's so many mm. good players in the league. He's not. Yeah, he's not top tier. Thirty nine point eight percent usage rate in this game, almost forty. Yeah. That's, that's disgusting. That's, that's, yeah. that's gross. I, I reckon a lot... Of, I, this is just me theorising, but I think maybe a lot of this started when Gobert called out Mitchell's lack of effort on defence. That's where that's it was. It was around the trade deadline-ish. And, take it to uh, heart he, he, better defence. Yeah, and actually play defence. Yeah, don't sulk about it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Rudy said something about how Phoenix, how Devin Booker... I think Mitchell said, like, uh, might have complained about how he's not in the MVP race or something like that. Like, mm. well, last year he wasn't in the MVP race. And then Rudy said something to the media along the lines of, you know, well, look at what Devin Booker's doing. He's putting an effort on defense. And I wish our guys would do that too. He was fully calling out Mitchell. Yeah. And, you know, like, he's right. That's the, that's the main thing. And, yeah, Gobert does everything on defense. And then... There's a play, it was near the start of the game, and Gobert was like covering, he was out on the perimeter, then he's back in the paint, then he's out on the perimeter. And one of the other players, I don't know who it was, missed their guy and they got an open layup. And Gobert like got really mad, like just during the game, mm. like just lost his shit. And it's like, like you, can, you can't help, but you understand his frustration. Yeah. And it's, so yeah. This, is, and, this has been going on for you couple years now this probably started when the covid thing started wouldn't it because remember there was a lot of rumblings about mm. you know they're yep. not you know donovan feeling Mitchell, like Gobert yeah. being selfish about yeah. his yeah, 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 COVID yeah. shit. so this mm. is not like an overnight thing so it's been brewing for a while now yeah. but then yeah you know like last year that everyone thought it was all right because they were the top seed in the, in the west and and then yeah just no nah, i think it's all come to a head Fucking Clippers, man. The Clippers that are known yep. as playoff failures. They got bounced by yep. them. They they ended Terrence playoff man. P. Like the they ended the 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 curse of playoff P. Yeah. 
And the Mavs, like, the Mavs didn't even shoot that well. No. Like, no. they had Bertans defending the rim. It was fucking terrible. Hilarious. They still, when he... <laughs> they still nearly beat them, man. Like, <laughs> like, you look at their starting lineup, there's no way that, there's no way. It should not have been as close as it was. The Jazz yeah. should be putting these dudes away. Jalen Brunson, 9 or 24. You know, they shot 38% from the field. 28% from three, and somehow they only lost by they six. They still like, nearly won. Yeah, yeah, they still nearly won. It's fucking insane. Yeah, so you put Luca back in there. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, well, they won that. But, um, so can, I, well, yeah, I think Jazz blow it up, eh? Yeah, I think so too. I too that they, if they get bounced in the first round, mm. that everything just ends up, you know, going to custard. Um, we can probably play, yeah. blame, um, Hassan Whiteside for all this because everywhere he goes, some <laughs> fucking yeah. bullshit happens. He's always in the middle of it or he's near it. So if, any, if this is all blowing yeah. up now, it's all Hassan Whiteside's fault. The funny thing is though, he's actually matured quite a bit. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's, lovely, not, yeah. he's not a fuckwit like he used to be. But yeah, no, you're probably right. It's probably just <laughs> the the curse by proxy. Um, so you got yeah, got so, Gobier, Whiteside, yeah. and Jordan Claxon on the same team. Fuck, that's <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, could Donovan Mitchell be more of a diva than he lets on? Probably. Probably. I think so. Big man in a little pond. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, yeah. So I, I think I think they're all gone. Hey, I mm. think they are. Unless they somehow miraculously recover and make a deep playoff run, I think they're all gone. It just nah. seems like, like, Rudy seems to be the only one. Playing with any passion right now? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Conley looks like a shell of himself. You know, he had a couple yeah. of bits. He's like, you could swear he'd go through the whole game and not know. That's how yeah. he feels these days. Yeah. yeah. Like, he used um, to make a big impact. He's just just mm. doesn't. Because he's so just how, standing there. Like, that's just terrible. What is he now? I, 36, I think the Max. Yeah. Oh, 34. 34. Yeah. 34. I think the Mavs win this one. Mm. Even if yeah. they miss, even if Luca doesn't come back in the next one, I think he'll come back game three. Uh, I'm going to put them in seven. Mavs in seven. Mm. Yeah. I'll, I'll lean, yeah, that as well, just because Luca's going to miss a couple games. But if he was there already, I would have said, you know, gentleman sweep or, you know, 4 2 or something. But Mavs in seven for me. Mm. I'm, going, I'm going Mavs in six. Mm. I think I think the Jazz, they're just broken. Yeah. Yeah. The energy is off, eh? Like, you can just yep. feel it. It's real off. There's no yeah. chemistry at all. You're nuts. Yeah, and, I, and I reckon, yeah, I reckon they're all gone, eh? I think, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where they'll go, but they'll be gone. Uh, Quinn Snyder, there's talk of him taking over for Pop, because Pop's apparently going to retire. Mm. Well, he's a uh, uh, he, graduate. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, maybe good pieces back for Gopi and they will. Yeah. 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 They can have they can have Gordon Hayward and, and Mason Plumley because, you know, Utah white loves guys. nothing more than white guys. There <laughs> we go. Bring back yeah. Ingles. We'll give them, we, we just got an extra first round pick so they can have that. There you go. Donovan Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. I, I, would, I would take Gobier and Charlotte in a half. Gobier yes, That's man. the one that, yeah. That's who I was going to suggest for you guys. If you guys oh, somehow God, manage Gobier, 50 runs easy. Like Would I, I and Gobier be like the fucking lob threat front court in the league? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lame, like Lamello would have Lamello, a game. Lamello bridges and <laughs> Gobier. Like, are you kidding me? I think if there's a chance, it has to happen. 
like it has to. If there, if there's a chance, like if Rudy says, yeah, I'm done, like fucking get the trade done, do it. Oh, do you want do you want another overpaid friend on your squad? With the last <laughs> one you had? Yeah, well, I think I think Gobert's a bit better than the last yeah, one. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nah. I, I think he'd be a perfect fit. And then Mitchell, fucking trade him to the Knicks. The Knicks are talking about how they Yeah, it sounds like it, doesn't it? Send mm. him to New York. If you know, oh, if you can get like fucking Emmanuel quickly back for him, you do it. I read so I think it was a couple of weeks ago I read something that Miami were sniffing around too. Fuck, I don't know what you guys have got to What what would they send? Yeah, like, what would they Are you send? gonna are you yeah. gonna move Hero? Like it yeah. would have to be it would have to be Hero. Yeah. It would. Be. Yeah. And then and I'd then, rather like, keep. How do you make the money work? I'd rather keep her if that was me. Like, he's, yeah, because you're not a trade. Weird. Like they won't want Lowry or Butler, and they're not no. going to trade Ben. So. No. no. So I don't think you can even make the money work. Or mm. maybe Oladipo. Oh, uh, was Oladipo on a minimum? No, yeah, minimum. Yeah, because yeah, he no. he's buying that deal. Yeah. Hmm. Mm, no, interesting times ahead. Oh, that's um. Yeah. It's been. It's going to be a fun playoffs, man. Heaps of good, good matchups. They're going to be close anyway. So. Looking forward to them, man. It's it's delivering on a couple of series already, as we're sort of mm-hmm. hoping. So, yeah, no, thanks for coming on, boys. We'll wrap it up there. No doubt we'll be talking playoffs coming up and uh, maybe some wrestling, uh, a bit of movies and other stuff as per normal. So, cheers, Twain and Aiden, and we'll catch up with you soon. Over and out. Peace. 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 Later, boys.